Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the Red Men TV podcast. Steve here with Sam Walker and Dan Club. And we are going to be talking about all the fury that's happened after Jürgen Klopp's reveal that Liverpool have had false COVID positives and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, and we've also got a little bit of a chat about the Sky Sports report from late last week where it was mentioned that both Neko Williams and Nat Phillips could leave Liverpool potentially at some point in this month. But before we get to that, guys... The first, got a couple of kickoff questions. The first is non-football, and I only need one word for you on both of them. We're not going to dwell on this mm. one. It's going to be one word, simple answer. MK from our club, Legend Discord, asks, red sauce or brown sauce on a bacon bap? Red. Brown. Red. 2-1 to the reds. Hopefully... <laughs> Thank you. Chris, our producer, which is happening for a variety of reasons that we don't need to get into right now, which explains why the show is a bit late. Chris has gone brown. Well, so he, actually... doesn't, he doesn't count, though. He's not sat here. No, well, it's, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, Chris. It, yeah, Chris was offside. Counts as 2 on <laughs> to the Reds. And then the next question, we've got one great Twitter handle here, by the way. It's, uh, it's fatpanda72. <laughs> Asks, who would you rather see lift the AFCON out of our three lads who are there? Sadio Nabi or Mo Salah? I'll come to you first, Samuel, again. While you're having to think, you guys in the live chat, let me know your answer. If you're one of our club legends in the Discord, you can let us know too. But Sam, I'll come to you first. I, I think Mane, personally, for personal reasons, I just think last time he, he, he fell short to Algeria, didn't he? Mm. Um, and I think this might be really sort of wider the mark, but I've always felt Mane's sort of connection to Senegal was really like emotionally and quite deep in the way he talks. So for that, I'm not saying Mo is, Mo is a hero in Egypt, but yeah. I've always felt Mane and Senegal are just... There's something extra there. So for me, and also my, if Salah gets knocked out in the quarters, he might cost us a little bit less money if he wins <laughs> it. I can see uh, Liverpool scratching their heads. So, yeah. Uh, for me, Naby Keita. Uh, I agree oh. with all the things you've said on Mane, and I think it actually gave him a massive confidence boost. I think he spoke last week about wanting to win AFCON over... He'd swap all his Liverpool yeah. medals and trophies for that. But for me, Keita, um, for quite a selfish reason, because it might mean that um, Salah and Mane return a little bit quicker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the exactly. group games finish on the 20th of January. So if we can get him back the next day, that would be great. So, yeah, Keita for me. Nabi's the, the most disposable of the three yeah, for you. Yeah, 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 Keita's a bit more yeah. dough for him as well. Yeah, yeah, I love him, but, yeah, I'd rather he stayed out there for a little bit longer. Uh, having a little in the chat then, we've got one of our members, Ashley, who says, Salah 100% because I want him to win the Ballon d'Or, and Finn says the same. Yeah. He definitely has a chance of winning the Ballon d'Or if he gets it. I think I'm with you, Dan. I think I, yeah... 
with all due respect to the people of Senegal and Egypt, I don't care who wins the AFCON. No. And if it means that we get Mo and, and Sadio back a little bit earlier. And, and with all, again, Naby Keita, we've got more options, I think, yeah, to cover for it. his loss than we have for the other two. So, yeah, I'm going uh, yeah. to go that one as my, well. My, my, my country didn't qualify. I'm um, descendant from Liberian. And since George Weah has become the president, we've just gone crap. Could you so, not get a game? Do you know what, mate? I'm, 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 I'm a bit old now. <laughs> two hernias and a bad back, but yeah. <laughs> I'd be centered half yeah. for them. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, again, another 2-1. I was on both winning sides as well. Maybe, I, I think, I think if you notice, I took the winning shot in both of them. So, I was always going to win. I, was ne- I never left myself vulnerable to losing not there. Daft, but, yeah, no, I, I played that one well. <laughs> perks of being the host um right then let's get into the first topic sam and it was the fallout of the covid situation the title of this podcast is obviously the false positive fury so Jurgen klopp after the shrewsbury game was it he meant yeah. he says doesn't he um, he revealed that he thinks Liverpool had a lot of false positives and that only Trent Alexander-Arnold is actually out with covid he tested positive after the Chelsea game so he, he's actually in and around where he can probably get out of if he's had the two negative tests and stuff mm-hmm. as well. After Jürgen said that, I mean, the the fume of social media of every other fan in the world other than Liverpool fans, it was a joy to behold, really. I thought it was absolutely fascinating that the, the conspiracy theories and that we cheated and we didn't want to play Arsenal, again, sound. <laughs> it has been like, it's been a mammoth 48 hours of just absolute chaos. What, what are your general feelings on it? Do you know what, like, yeah, one thing I would say is I, I do I half believe Klopp because he's just an honest man. You, when he, people need to learn whether he talks about whether it be the football, his transfers, whatever, he's an honest person. He doesn't lie. He, he just doesn't say anything otherwise. And so I do think there's there's an element of truth to it all. Um, <laughs> does he need to say it? Probably not. It's not a lie if no one asks you the question. So just yeah. just don't say it. Just yeah. just you know yeah you know we've been more fortunate than we thought we were. You know the lads are back, but we didn't play today. Whatever you want to say, but I just think he didn't need to say that, and it's obviously raised a storm. But I tell you what, mate, I've never seen so many pharmacists, doctors, and mathematicians, and you know astrophysicists turn up on Twitter with the mathematics skills. <laughs> I suppose as well, uh, Dan. It's one of these, isn't it? Like it just feels like. If there's a chance to beat Liverpool with a stick, people will take it. And you know, in a way, it's a compliment because we're massive. Yeah. We are, like if this happened at fifteen other clubs in the Premier League and pretty much every lower league team, there might be a few people looking like, "Oh, all right, okay, fair enough, that happened." But because it's Liverpool and because of, and I also think, by the way, I think the fact that they were about to face Arsenal, yeah. who are another big club and very, very active on socials and fan media and, mm-hmm. and tons and tons of fans around the world as well. It feels like it's just it's gone out of proportion for no real reason. Yeah, massively. And obviously we're already under the spotlight for the fact we called the game off last week because Arsenal fans were already questioning the you know the sincerity behind that and saying you could play the kids, you could play the kitchen staff, you could play the bus driver, etc. So the fact that Klopp has then almost doubled down on that anger by saying, oh, actually, it wasn't as bad as we first thought. It was always going to create a storm, wasn't it? You know what I mean? But you're dead right because if you look at Leicester, obviously their game last night was called off against Everton. They only had a break. You know, similarly, a couple of weeks ago, you know what I mean? So their problems in terms of the club are rife. We asked for one sort of postponement, and then this happens, and it just causes murder. It just shows how big we are, though. That's it, isn't it? It's just, it's a thing. Like, Leicester, and a lot of days, it says COVID injuries and AFCON, yeah. all three of which Liverpool are dealing with as yeah. well. Um, the difference is, like you said, do you think it was a bit naive from Jürgen to say, actually, we've had some false positives? Because if he either said... 
we had positive tests, everyone's out of isolation, including myself, because he had it and he said he had symptoms, the mild symptoms, yeah. I think he said, so he actually had COVID. So mm. no one anyway is questioning the fact that there was a COVID outbreak. The fact he comes back and says, actually, we think there was loads of false positives, he could really have, I mean, there's things that you can probably just keep your mouth shut on and maybe that was one of them. No, 100%, I, I do believe that. It, it, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because you, you want to see more of this. Um, you want to see more of people telling the truth. And I think one of the things that were kind of caveated all is that he has said over the coming previous weeks, like, why have we got so much um, you know, sort of cloudiness when it comes to mm. COVID? There's no transparency. So I suppose it's consistent with that because he actually said, well, well you want to do the truth. I mean, and, and let's be honest, there has been false positives around. I think we had one with Kater, didn't we, either this September or last year. I can't remember where he thought and then he wasn't. And there's been a few, but I'm not going to lie. If I, if I was tell, sitting here and telling you, I thought that 10 players and a load of staff had false positives all at the same time. You're either looking at a bad batch of tests or something. Yeah, right. and I, I'm going to bring this up on the laptop in a second. It was, a, it was from another sport, but barely out of mind, but it was from rugby, and I don't know if you guys have seen this. It was on the BBC, yeah, and it was reported on the 21st of January. COVID-19 uh -huh. Premiership Rugby involved, investigates po false positive tests, and it was it was Bath who shut their training ground and all their squad self-isolated after 19 players were thought to have COVID, but an operator after the Premier League rugby testers, Randox Health, saw the number of positive cases incorrectly reported to the league. There were actually two positives in 989 oh, tests across the Premiership this week. It wasn't the 24. And basically, again, there's an instance of 19 false positives. Liverpool, and I'm going to go... Um, there's been an article, I don't know if you guys have seen it, by the way, from, uh, from Simon Hughes on The Athletic, which again brought up more drama and more... I don't know what the word is, consternation online. Yeah. And it because it actually said that there's a chance that Liverpool might be under investigation or there's pressure against them. And and basically it, it, it was it was it's actually titled, you know, EFL are under pressure to investigate Liverpool's postponement after Klopp's admission. And it go it goes on, you know, the EFL is under pressure to investigate why Yang why Liverpool players who tested positive for COVID nineteen before the postponement of their Carabao Cup semi final first leg were subsequently found to have been negative with the Anfield club facing questions over the scales of their recent outbreak. It goes on for a while and there's, there's tons in there if you want to go over and read it from Mate Cy Hughes, but one of the things that actually gets me was that it says like the first round of, of the positives they got was on LFTs, uh, lateral flows, and identified number of positives. So then they went and got the PCR tests, and they highlighted positive cases as well. And then it's turned out, the, and then a third round of tests scheduled after the first leg indicated loads of the players were negative. So in my thinking is, if you test a positive on a lateral flow, and some people have tested positive on a PCR, Sam. And then they've come back negative. Like false positives, fine, but like there's a question. Like the lads had COVID yeah. and then no longer had COVID. That seems yeah. like that could be a thing as well. So nobody actually knows when we're asymptomatic the real depth of how long you have it. I mean, let's not get too medical here, but you know, the, the, in America, they, they change the rules to five days isolation. There's a reason for that because clearly five days is enough. Mm. You know, I don't know where, how often they do tests at Liverpool. I assume it's every day, or, or they might have had a day off before it's day. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so. For me, it's just it's just nothingness. What did we really gain from that? We haven't got no more players back from injury, and we're not getting any players back from Afcon. So really, Arsenal, shut up and just play us and get your second leg at the Emirates and see if you can beat us. There's absolutely no story. It's just it's just noise. That's the thing, isn't it? Dan, I was going to say like this what this what I've got in my agenda, and it makes sense. Like Liverpool didn't benefit from this, no. and we're going to do an, we're going to do a build to Arsenal later where we'll touch on more of these things. But Liverpool lost the advantage of having the second leg at. Anfield, mm -hmm. they now have to play Arsenal three days before they play Brentford, which would sorry, be, sorry before they play Crystal Palace. Brentford was always going to be a thing, but that was going to be the uh, Anfield leg. So we were yeah. going to be at home before Brentford, the Brentford home yeah. game. Now we're away at Arsenal before we play 
sorry, we're, yeah. we're at home against Arsenal, mm. then we play Brentford, oh, then we're away to Palace, rather, and then we have in between. Let me go with that again. I've messed that up a bit. It's, so it's Arsenal on Thursday yeah. at home. Brentford at home on Sunday. Then there would have been a whole gap, a week's gap, wouldn't it, to the yeah. Palace game. Mm. But now we've got to go to the Emirates before we play Palace away. Like we, we've, we're not benefiting from this at all. It's negative. Liverpool. We don't. We no longer get a week's rest. We got. We got more rest to play Shrewsbury, which he wouldn't yeah. have been asked about. He'd have played the kids. He wasn't asked. It. It, it hasn't impacted Liverpool in a positive way at all. It's, it's all negative. Exactly, and ironically, it's all negative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you're dead right because a lot of the sort of the kickoff on Twitter last week was, "Oh, Liverpool are going to come out of this smell of roses, etc., etc." As if implicating that we might get people back from Afcon or we might get more injuries back. That isn't going to be the case. If anything, if we were sort of, if you, the conspiracy theories were to be true, we'd have done this a few weeks ago when we had players missing for Chelsea and Tottenham before that. We had Tyler Morton, with all due respect to the kid, in the side at Spurs, and that. Could have been avoided had we have really cried wolf about our COVID test, but we didn't. Instead, you know, we waited essentially until the Shrewsbury week and the Carabao Cup, which two cups, two competitions that Klopp is notorious not for really caring about and not even being in the country for a lot of the time. <laughs> so timing-wise, if Liverpool were putting this on for a benefit, we've done it horribly wrong, so you'd have to assume that isn't actually the case. That's the thing, isn't it, Sam? It's, it's one of those where I'm thinking now, like, Jürgen's had, and I don't even know he had more criticism today because how he spoke to a journalist who spoke to him about it at a press conference and he said something like, you know, basically shutting down for having stupid questions and all stuff like that. It just feels like at the moment there's a very, there's a stick to beat Liverpool with and if, and if, if, if there's a chance to get it, then people are going to take it. I think it kind of it mirrors the, the sort of attitude of the, of the league at the moment in that there's so much chaos going on with deflecting away from football. We want to talk about football, don't we? we want to be here talking yeah. about the games yeah. and what's going on and this player, that player. But it's just chaos. You know, the content now everywhere is all about COVID and how it impacts this and that. And I think that just, like I said, it mirrors and represents what's going on in the league at the moment. We've, the integrity is a bit up in the air. So people are trying to point fingers left, right and centre when actually, you know what we need is we need all three bodies to have the same um, set of rules and then no one will question anything because mm. we'd all be running for the same thing I just like I said earlier I think it's just noise it's just Arsenal fans really isn't it it's Arsenal fans and the odd Man U fan chipping in your blue nose if they've got the bottle just trying to make noise because they know what's coming yeah for sure for sure right, then we're going to leave that one there I think we've covered that as well as we can <laughs> it, it, it was just madness like I, I, I wrote like Liverpool have got no benefit from this whatsoever whatever's happened's happened but it, it just feels like again it's just anger clicks against Liverpool get you notoriety get you like again there's an inve- if there's an investigation, fine, let's investigate. And if it's, by the way, if it turns out Liverpool did something really dodgy, then fair play, they'll get the book from Atom. But it, I yeah. can't see what they've done wrong. I actually think this could have been very much avoided if Jürgen just didn't really... He, he, didn't, he didn't need to mention it. He, just, he, he hasn't done nothing. Trent's got COVID. I had COVID. There was a few others. They're all isolated and everyone's fine now. And the lads who played the weekend were all either negative or they've only just had COVID. Yeah. And they were back, like Virgil, like Jones. Yeah. That's how it could have been avoidable. Yeah, that's what that one is. We're going to um, gonna move on to our second topic shortly. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. If you guys are looking for a present for someone in your life... Or, you know, you've got a bit of extra money over from, from Christmas where you, you someone give you, give you a bit of dough. Have a little check out of these gift cards we've got. So basically what they are, get you a three-month subscription over to our subscription service, Red Men Plus. So if you want to get one for yourself or for that Liverpool fan in your life, here's how you can go about doing just that. 
Hey everyone, you can now give the gift of a Redmen Plus subscription all year round with our three-month Club Captain tier subscription gift cards available right now on redmenmerch.com. With these, you gain full access to our incredible archive of Liverpool content, pre- and post-match live streams, and an incredible archive of documentaries, features, and interviews with Liverpool legends, past and present. Understand deeper about Liverpool's culture and a whole lot more as well. And if you've never been able to try it before, you can now. Get over to redmanmates.com. Get yourself a three-month subscription gift card. Get it in the post on this wonderful handy backing card. Follow the instructions, scratch off, get your code, input, and then you can enjoy all the wonders that come with a Redmen Plus subscription. Sorry for interrupting your show, but we have our incredible streaming service, Redmen Plus, and we are so proud of the content that we produce. If you like the stuff that we put out for free, please show your support. Join Redmen Plus and get every single episode that we produce directly into your ears in your native podcast app. Just go over to theredmentv.com, sign up, and enjoy even more Redmen content. So yeah, guys, if you want to get check out Redmen Plus, we've got tons of content there each and every week. You get build-up to every game, you get pre-match, post-match content. We have the stat show with Chris, which is one of my favourite shows we do. We have the debate show. Also, you get access to our exclusive back catalogue of documentaries, interviews, features. We've got the likes of Kenny Dagleish, Jürgen Klopp, Stephen Gerrard, Trent Alexander-Arnold, tons, tons more. So as I say, you can head on over to Redmen Plus to check that out. Like I say, if you want to get it as a present for yourself or for somebody else, try one of those gift cards over on redmenmerch.com. Right then, lads, second topic of the day. I'm going to split this into two. It was a Sky Sports article from Vinny O'Connor. We often see Vinny on Sky Sports yeah. News stood outside Anfield, like that, <laughs> all outside. It used to be Melwood, now he stands outside Kirby in the freezing cold. <laughs> Every transfer window, nothing's happening, guys. Nothing. Nothing's happening. No. He's just there outside. For the, I, I live very close to Melwood, and sometimes I drive past and you just see him there with his umbrella or his <laughs> mates, and there's like three of them in a van, and they're all just like, Wasting our time. Yeah. Uh, nothing's going to happen. But he, he, he spent some of that time by writing an article. And I, know, I understand the date of this was last week, but it was last Wednesday. So it was after the last podcast. Um, and it's basically talking about Liverpool's transfer activity or maybe lack of or whatever, who knows. And it's talking in particular about two players who could leave. The title is Neco Williams and Nat Phillips could leave Anfield this transfer window. Pretty self-explanatory. I'm going to split it into two. Let's talk Neco first. So Neco's issue apparently is that he's conscious of getting a place in the Wales team, Dan. You know, he's found game time limits at Liverpool mm. this season. He's got he's got his eyes on what's coming ahead for Wales and the big tournaments coming up as well. Cups if he can qualify for them. Did they qual- then there's they've got all yeah, kind of, they've got one, yeah, one playoff, they've, I think. They've got a playoff yeah. and yeah. It, it's they could end up playing Scotland, couldn't they, in a, in a playoff right. and he's got his eye on a World Cup. And obviously Trent's ahead of him and we're seeing the emergence of Connor Bradley and stuff. It was interesting that they said Liverpool could allow him to leave. Um if so they won't be rushed into a deal. And they're sympathetic to Williams' request, but they would only let the Welshman leave if the right offer is made. And it's also too early to see where any potential move away would be a loan or a permanent deal. Dan, so I'm going to start mm-hmm. with Neko first. Yeah. It seems strange to me that our, in, in, in the COVID era that we live in, and bear in mind our first choice right back is literally out this second with COVID. Yeah. He's literally got COVID. That there's even a consideration that he would do say to Neko. I understand that, mate, but. You know, yeah, you can go. Surely, should the, should the answer not be Neko, mate? Soz, but have you seen what's going on around the world? You are you are going to get game, and you're going to be needed. That's the important thing, in my opinion. If it wasn't for this COVID landscape, whereby people are missing left, right, and centre all the time, and plus his versatility thrown into that, we've seen him play on the left previously, especially for Wales and in more advanced roles. So Liverpool could well tap into that at some point. 
But obviously the key point is probably the right offer because Liverpool don't do anything really unless a right offer comes in because that's our model, the buy to sell, sell to buy rather. Yeah. Um, so it is an interesting one. I have sympathy with him in terms of he's probably a Premier League footballer but not at Liverpool um, is what I'd say. He's a decent understudy to Trent. It probably suggests that Liverpool, or Jurgen Klopp in particular, have got faith in Conor Bradley. Um, I've been impressed with him. I haven't been impressed enough yet to say you're ready for top-level football myself. But I, I understand the Williams situation. One thing I would say on it, though, is he plays for Wales regular. Anyway, almost being part of this Liverpool squad and playing a bit-part role, with all due respect, is enough to get him into that Wales side. So... I'm not entirely sure he needs to leave for that reason. The one thing I will say is, like I say, in the summer, in my opinion, we should probably part ways and let him play regular football somewhere else. He's under contract. I've just checked Spotrock there, going by their date, so apologies if that's wrong, but I'm going to blame them if it's not. Until 2025, there's no rush. Like, Liverpool don't need to cash in on Echo Williams because oh, he's, out, he's, he's got to go in six months. I think, mm. New, I think Newcastle and Norwich in this situation now with Todd Cantwell in that... Mm. Obviously, Norwich, Newcastle wants to count well. Norwich are reluctant to sell him, but he's out of contract in the summer. Yeah. So just just sell him and get some money, even though you're direct, you're yeah. strengthening a rival. Now, Liverpool aren't going to. I don't think Liverpool would strengthen a rival by selling Neko Williams because I can't imagine where he'd go, where he's going to be going to a, a team who we class as a, a major rival in, in any competition. Sam, but it does feel like, yeah, his time might he, might he might not be here for the long term. But do you think it'd be a strange decision to let him go now in January, given, again, yeah, the, exactly. the games we've got, all the issues we've got. We're, in, we're still in the same, we've got two semi-finals, we've got an FA Cup, we've got the Champions League, got the Premier League as well. And really, we've only got Trent, who's at right back other yeah. than him, which it would be a bit odd. Yeah, um, I think there's a couple of elements to this. I think I don't see him going until the end of January. Because I think if we've got, we've now just got Cardiff on the 5th and 6th of, of Feb. So mm-hmm. we've probably got Conor Bradley there for that anyway, or Trent if he doesn't play the game before or whatever. So... I don't think he's necessarily needed beyond the next couple of weeks. We were going to let him go in the summer, weren't we? There was there was articles in multiple platforms to say that. You Similar know, he, to he, this, really, yeah. yeah. I think it's about Liverpool and Tyson. The same with Phillips. Listen, two, two, two good players here, both Premier League standard. Do you want them? Come and get them if you do. So I can see activity happening with him later on. You know, get through the Arsenal games, maybe Palace and Brentford, then have a little think there in that little international period. But I also agree with you, Dan. They've got championship players playing for Wales. Like, why would Nico Williams not? play so I think that's just a headline really yeah for him I think how old is he 21 maybe he's probably ready to go and play first team now and I, I get it he's never going to get in this team and he's not the same even type of player as Trent is he no, he's 20 so, by the way he's 20, oh he's 20, 20 so, yeah. but as Trent gets better and better it makes it harder for, for the team when Nico comes in because he's a flying right back Yeah, he's an old school You know, he's a Tarek Lamptey more than, more than he is a Trent you know what I mean so Maybe that makes it harder. Maybe Milner's the second slash third choice now. Well, he, goes, he goes on in this article, by the way. He says, like, you know, Jane O'Connor says, you know, J- James Milner and Joe Gomez are both capable of playing full, yeah, yeah, in the full back spots, but decisions to allow Williams to leave will be assessed near the deadline. So it goes to that. It's one of those for me. I just think that it's, it's a risk not worth taking. With all due respect to Nico Williams and his career, he's 20. He's got 15 years left in the pro game. If, if, if all goes well, he stays injury free. Like, if it means that he has to sit on the bench for six months, then, like, Tough shit, lads. Unlucky. Like we need you here. We cannot. We can't. We can't afford to let, like you know, uh, our literally our next backup right back option go. Not only for injury cover for Trent, but also rest and rota- rotation. Trent can't sure. play every game, and like Milner can go there. But I always thought like Milner being the cover, you're just pulling the covers off to, to you know. What I mean, it's like when you're in bed with your missus, and if she's cold, you get she pulls the covers <laughs> onto it. She's sorted, but over here I'm freezing. Yeah. Like, that's what you're doing if you move Milner or Gomez. You're just causing more issues over there. It just seems like a. a 
it says neither the deadline, but I, I don't know about you, I would be quite surprised if this if this was something that happened in January. Yeah, I would be too, for all the reasons we mentioned, really. And you're dead right on Milner and Gomez, because I think Milner in particular, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of him at right back, full stop. I think he's done the job there on occasion. He tends to pocket Wilfred Zaha whenever we play against him, because <laughs> he's always a right back against Palace. But yeah, it just creates further issues down the line because it means the bench is a little bit weaker potentially or the midfield's got problems because we've seen midfield injuries as well, which Milner's had to cover. So yeah, it would be a bizarre one and I think you're dead right. I think you know we could definitely convince Nico Williams to stick around for six more months and then grant his wish in the summer. Makes sense, doesn't it? We've got unless to, the money's big, that's the thing. Yeah, unless they get blown out of water. But he was, again, he was gonna, I don't know, maybe someone would blow the money, blow the money out of the water for, for Nico Williams. I don't know how people are. Um, got a, a chat here from uh, one of our club, sorry, one of our Wonder Kid members over on YouTube, Liam Bento, says, I feel like if Conor Bradley has developed the same way as they did with Trent, then he'll probably jump above Neko in the pecking order sooner than expected. You mentioned Neko mm. uh, and, and Bradley before, Dan. Yeah. It still feels like... He's still not. He's at the very, very promising stages, young Conor Bradley, and he was very good against Shrewsbury. He was. But bear in mind, like, does they score one goal and it comes down his side, and he doesn't. He isn't brilliant for it. Like, I don't know about you, but and we had this conversation on the final words uh, over on Redmen Plus, me, Chris, and uh, and Paul. It was like, would you be comfortable throwing Conor Bradley into a game ahead of Neko Williams right the second the Premier League game, even Arsenal on Thursday? My sense was no, not yet. He, he needs bringing along slowly. To, it, but we put a lot of pressure on him if he's automatically second choice right back for Liverpool. Yeah, hell of a lot. And you're dead right. I wouldn't be comfortable with him starting in, in pretty much any Premier League game with all due respect to him. I think we are at that stage whereby he needs to be fed in and out of the side. And say, for instance, God forbid, but Trent picked up COVID again in a couple of months' time or picks up a little niggle injury, which he had in the past. He had his calf problem last season. I'd much rather see Nico Williams stepping into the breach. He's done it before, obviously. Um, but again, just to finish on the Nico Williams point for me, um, he's looking at Trent, a similar age to him, a couple of years older, and thinking, I'm never going to get past that lad. So you can't really blame him for wanting to move on. That's the thing, isn't it, Sam? I was like, I understand it from him. If he's come to Liverpool and said, right, I want to go, and we saw, we, people have done that in the past, and rightly so, Simon Mignolet was happy being at Liverpool, until Allison came along and was like, well, I'm going yeah. to play no yeah. more. Yeah. And you understand that. I think Neko understands what's ahead of him is a generational football. Like, one of the best footballers we're probably ever going to see at Liverpool. He's yeah. going to, Trent's going to go on and become captain of this footy team mm. and he's going to be up there for the appearances with the best that we've ever had. And he's, he's a local lad as well. I can completely sympathise why Neko Williams is thinking, for the good of my career, I could have a brilliant Premier League career. Anyone from 7th to yeah. 8th, 20th or whatever. I can, be, mm. I can play every week in the Championship. I understand it and I get where he's coming from. And you, and it, it's easy to get, isn't it? But on the flip side, Liverpool need to look after themselves as well. Yeah, and it's opportunities as well. If his agents come to him, because I mean, Liverpool probably haven't received any bid yet, but if his agents come to him and said, let's just pick a club out, Fulham are after, Fulham are after you. Fulham are flying high in the championship, either going to just miss out and maybe go again next year, or they're going to be in the Premier League next year. I imagine they'll be in the Premier League next yeah, year. Yeah. And it's like, but if you don't go to Fulham now, what's your next chance? Because there's probably... All the Premier League teams might not want as a first choice. I mean, so if you're like, I'm just using Fulham or Bournemouth as an example, they're proper teams who are going to be in the Premier League in the next two or three years. He can go there and be first choice right back. He might not have that opportunity in the summer because other 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 pieces on the board might move. So it's all about these opportunities and what's in front of you. Now you've got a clear chance. Do you gamble? Do you do it? And then the club seem to be loyal to players. And also the other question is, is we asked this question about Kelleher a while ago. If Allison's away, would we really want to see Kelleher in goal? And we're like, we were like, no, not sure. Now we're like, yeah, we're fine with Kelleher. He, he does the job. I'm not 100% sure if we've got, say, I don't know, let's pick a relatively difficult game. Arsenal away in the league, whether Klopp's happy to just throw Nico right back. I still think you might see Gomez or Milner there because I just think trustworthy-wise, I'm not sure Nico's 
as high up in our minds as we think because he plays all the cups. I think still, if he ain't going to get a game, if Trent's injured anyway, we might as well sell him. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I completely. Actually, I'm, I'm, I think he'll go. Well, I think he'll probably, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing it'll probably be the summer more for Nico than, mm. than it will for January. We're going to talk about Nat Phillips and his contract situation and his. There's been bids for Nat Phillips that Liverpool have already rejected. We're going to talk about all that in a second. But before we do, guys, uh, I want to show you this little uh, clip of our club legend competition. So I mentioned earlier about our subscription service, Red Men Plus. We have two tiers of subscription. We have the club captain tier, which gets you access to every single bit of content we've ever done and we're ever going to do over on the on the platform. If you sign up as a club legend on the club legend tier, you get all that content too, but you get a few added perks as well. You get access to our amazing Discord chat where you can chat with fellow Reds and around the games and all the topics and communicate with us as well. You get free merchandise from our store. You get discount off merchandise as well and you also get entered every single month into an amazing competition where one of our club legends gets pulled out the hat or actually it's an electronic wheel you've clicked the button on the wheel and they win an amazing prize we've got a bit more information about that prize now so check this out hey everyone we've got a fantastic competition prize for you this month and it is this a incredibly limited edition signed jordan henderson print framed beautiful celebrating his 10 years at liverpool football club there are 25 of these in the entire world and we are offering one up if you are a subscriber a club legend here on redmen plus if you go over to the redmentv.com sign up as a club legend not only do you gain access to our incredible suite of Liverpool streaming content from documentaries, features, interviews and pre and post-match content. You are automatically entered into our draw to win this, which we'll be streaming live at the end of the month. So get involved. January's prize is this incredible, unique piece of Liverpool history and you can have it in your house to hang on your wall if you join as a Club Legend subscriber on Redmen Plus. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, so like I say, if you guys want to go over and check out Redman Plus, sign up as a club legend, you too could win that amazing sign printed by Jordan Henderson. There's only 25 of those in the world exist, and one of them we will be giving away at the end of January to one of our amazing club legends. Right, guys, before we move on to the Nafilos thing, actually, we've just had a super chat in, and I will get the name of the person now. It was from... Utkarash Gupta, I apologise, I've got your name wrong there, who says, have you checked out the Sky Sports Insta post about Mohamed Salah's contract? I am going to bring that up here. It's basically, it's, he's done an interview with the GQ magazine, and he's basically said, I want to stay, but it's not in my hands, it's in their hands, they know what I want, and I'm not asking for crazy stuff. Obviously, I'm going to, we'll go a bit more into this, uh, probably on some on Wednesday with Neil Jones, on Journal Insight Action on Redmen Plus, but just your initial thoughts, again, the time that this has come out with, basically it's Mo Salah putting everything back in Liverpool's hands, so what, are, what are your initial thoughts on that one? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I said, we, we were just very, very briefly chatting about Tuami off camera, um, I, the only worry about all this is that, we don't know what he's asking for. We don't know what the club are doing. We've got no idea. So we can't even go, oh, you're being cheap or you're asking for too much. Let's yeah. let's move away from that. But my only concern is, is that we seem to be hearing this a lot from Salah and his team. And it might be interviews that he did all at once in December. Who knows? But the more and more articles that come out when Salah saying things like, it's in the club's hands, they know what I want. It's just, I don't like how, how it's building. And I, I, and I don't like how it's, it's splitting people, the fans and stuff. Like, we need any more splitting with FSG. And that's my only worry with it, is that whatever happens at the end, if it doesn't go the way we want it to go, it just causes too much chaos because of this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, what are your thoughts, Dan? Because, again, he, it's literally Mo Salah. It was in GQ. We don't know when the, this magazine should come out, by the way. Mm. And there's some amazing pictures of him in, in an old Liverpool kit, which yeah. is amazing. Check out the socials that Ross has been doing on them. But... Again, we don't know when this has come up, but it's, it, the message is the same from Mo Salah. Like, mm-hmm. They know what I want. I'm happy to stay. They need it's up to them to, if they want to give me. It. If they don't, then we'll see what happens. Yeah, he's been doing that throughout, hasn't he? He's been putting it very much in the club's hands and more specifically FSG's hands. And Sam obviously mentions the fractions in the fan base already. Um, and we are almost reaching a tipping point with this. Whichever way this Salah contract situation goes, could see those fractions become even wider. But if the club get it done and they reach an amicable agreement then it could reunite a lot of things. I think that's obviously the way we all want it to go. Um, but it's tricky, and Salah is being very clever and almost a little bit, I suppose, quite coy with how he keeps saying, I'm happy to stay, I want to stay. He's definitely playing to the gallery in terms of that's what we want to hear, but he does keep saying it's up to the club now, and we don't know what he's asking for, obviously. It could be crazy. It's probably crazy to us, there's no doubt about that. But compared to other top earners in the Premier League, it's probably similar, so I would just give him it. We've heard not enough. We saw someone from Liverpool's end on this. Like usually, a journalist might get wind of a story. Liverpool might leak something out. He's actually asking for this. He's asking for. That. All we heard was there was a rumor ago. He's asking for like five hundred grand yeah. or four hundred, and and he came out like he's not asking for that. But again, that might have came from his side. We don't know. Liverpool are not doing anything with this. It's all coming from the Salah camp, which is interesting in itself. Yeah, and we we know Liverpool work. We don't know what he's asking for. We know Liverpool work on a basis of if you play really well, mate, you get paid well. And I think that's probably where not necessarily Salah, where his agent is. Is, is kicking in. They want guaranteed money, and, and you know it, it's the capitalist world we live in, and that'll probably be where it is. It's that. It's that. How do you get the money? Bit isn't it? I know mm, Chelsea do yeah. a lot of this as well. United do a little bit of it, but you know it's a tricky one. I really want Salah to stay, but at the same time, I'm a Liverpool football club fan, and if he's if he's trying to hold our club to ransom, I'm also completely back in the club that if he wants five hundred grand a week flat, he can do one. 
That's just just my views on it, and I'll say that publicly. Like I support Liverpool FC, and in ten years' time, I'll remember Salah as the legend he is. But I'll always support Liverpool, so I, I, I've got that balance in my mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it all pan out. There's tons of this to come. Again, what I'll do, I'll mention this to uh, Neil Jones on JNO Insights next time. So I'll get a bit more in depth of the view. Obviously, this has only just broke literally about ten minutes before we were going live, and we had our own issues of getting in, the, in here as well, so we didn't have a chance to digest it properly. But we'll, there'll be more on that to come. I'm sure. In fact, it's not going anywhere. The salad conversation is not going anywhere until he either signs or yeah. leaves. So, speaking of someone who might leave, then um, transition nicely there by me. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. <laughs> it's it's, it's Nat Phillips then who's going back to that article from Sky Sports before, Dan. It says, um, Phillips is attracting plenty of interest this month with Serie A clubs contacting Liverpool over his availability. Obviously, he's injured with the cheekbone. It goes on to that. It says, Liverpool have already rejected a £7 million bid from unnamed Premier League side. But if Liverpool receive an acceptable offer, which is believed to be in the region of about £15 million, then Liverpool will be happy to let him go. Mm-hmm. As it stands, then, he's the fifth-choice centre-half now. We know when he's coming last season, he, he performed very well, yeah. but he's nowhere near getting a game, really. He's getting games in the League Cup ties. He played in the Milan game with the, with his with his crew team, which was amazing, but again, it was essentially a dead rubber. Mm-hmm. It would take a lot for Nath Phillips to get in the team, and a lot of bad things would probably have had to happen, unfortunately. this Is this one that you feel is more realistic? If someone stumps up the money, you could see him leave this month. For me, yeah. This is a bit more cut and dry than the Nico Williams situation because we do have four centre-backs ahead of Nat Phillips and Nat Phillips was outstanding last season it's no surprise to see Serie A clubs in for him after what he did in Italy recently um, That that's an absolute no-brainer for me but I think it's a similar situation to Williams in as much as that he is a Premier League footballer right now in waiting in my opinion he's done it you know he did it the back half of last season for us um, and he's done it in the Champions League when he stepped into the breach Um He's not a top four Premier League footballer and he's not probably a Liverpool Premier League footballer if we're going to be completely honest with everyone um, in terms of first choice anyway. Um, so yeah, I think if the right money did come in with 15 million, I think the club and Phillips should shake hands and wish everyone the best and on we go. Liverpool protect themselves by giving him that new contract. They've already given him a bit more money to, to, to sign on for a few more months or whatever, Sam. So he's been earning the next bit of wedge over the last six months or whatever until he gets there. And what that's helped do is help Liverpool be able to hang out for these transfer fees that they were never going to get for him in a million years. Mm. £15 million pounds is a significant amount of money, but... You could you could easily see five or six Premier League teams going. You know what we could do with a lad who just heads everything, tackles everything, kicks everything, Burnley, works, works his bollocks <laughs> off. You, you could see a few teams thinking yeah. we, we would quite like a bit of that. And you could see that happen really quickly. If they yeah, and, and we all know in January what happens. We need goals. We need defenders. You know, desperation. You know, to with, with, like compared to the Nico thing, you don't really hear right backs very often no. in January. But it's like yeah, you you spot on. It's it, it's a desperation time. Centre back up front. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said there, Dan. Like, it, it, it's inevitable. I, I personally am probably a late lesson from when I sat here and said, Steve, we don't need a centre-back. Yeah, I was wrong, Steve. Sorry about that. <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I was wrong. So, But like I, this summer, I felt it was a little bit different. I did feel as though we were probably all right after watching the pre-season, and I, I would have been all right with them going. Uh, and I think it would have been, well, hopefully it would have been all right. He only played in the San Siro because Gomez was like two days, probably two days out from starting, wasn't he, with his injury that he had at the mm-hmm. time. It's the right time for him. He's been amazing. He's a legend. We'll always love him. The, yeah. the, is he the bottom but easy? You know, cult, cult hero. Love it. What a story. Go on, lad, and, and, and smash it. And then he'll be on LFC TV with Neil Mello when he's uh, in his 30, <laughs> 35, 40. I like I say, that, that picture of him and Reese Williams, I love yeah. That's going to be synonymous. Yeah. Oh. With that last, it, it sums up last season so, so well. 
looking in the live chat here, then I've got Perry who said I would love to see him get a chance elsewhere and succeed, which I, I tend That's to agree good. with. There's another shout, and JP and Uktarash again both have said this one. If Liverpool are in the sell to buy market that we think they're in, mm-hmm. is there any justification for you, Dan, just throwing this out there, of selling Joe Gomez? I knew this was going to come. Sell Joe Gomez for 40, 50 million, whatever you can get for Joe. Na- promote Nat Phillips to fourth choice mm-hmm. and then you've got an extra X amount to spend in the kitty for a transfer like is that something that Liverpool could even or could should would consider no it's not in my opinion um, I don't think you'd get that sort of money for Joe Gomez as well right now because I think I actually raised an eyebrow before when you said Phillips was fifth choice and he probably is but on form there's an argument to say he's been better than Joe Gomez because I think Gomez has really struggled I think fair play to Phillips for waiting for everyone to come back from injury and I think Klopp alluded to something similar recently but for me, that Gomez and Phillips situation, what I've seen this season, that's really touch and go. But this football club and Jurgen Klopp, we mentioned how trusting he is of players and how much faith he puts in players. He's not going to turn his back on Joe Gomez just yet. And we should all remember, because I've seen a little bit of disparaging tweets and disparaging whatnot towards Joe Gomez, we'd all be wise to remember that he was the first choice alongside Van Dijk at one point, very much so. Yeah, yeah. When until we, he got injured. When we won the league, for instance. Yeah. So Until he got injured, exactly. And I think he has struggled, there's no doubt about it, he struggled to recapture anywhere near that form. But in terms of which one you sell, it's still Matt Phillips. But the flip side is, if there's a, if there's a way to generate more dough for you to then... Get more a better transfer in Sam for your four to centre. I'm playing devil's advocate. Like you get 15 for for Nat, but you say you get 40 for Joe Gomez, 50 million pounds, whatever. He's 24 England international, very highly thought of. Again, I I, I take your point yeah, on, yeah. on the injuries as well, which definitely plays a part. But like, there's there's a bit there's financial sense from it. From if you're a businessman, just taking numbers off on a board, which Liverpool have mm. got somewhere. The numbers make sense, kind of. I suppose both the same yeah. age as well. I, I think what happens though, let, let's say we sell Gomez, we keep Nat, and we buy this Diaz kid we're looking at, or we go and buy you know Jared Bowen for fifty million in the summer, whatever it may be. We still end up with a situation though, where as if if we're relying on Nat Phillips and Virgil Van Dijk to play on the halfway line, as much as I love Nat, we had to adjust our whole style last year to incorporate them two in defence. He's, he's not a Liverpool centre half. He just can't turn and run and catch up with Vardy like like Gomez can. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Rage nailed it on that little video we did with him in Canate on, on Liverpool's uh, yeah. socials. Yeah. The, we can't, me and Joel, well, me, Kai can't go on forever. They're both 30 and 30. 30, aren't they, John Matip and Verge? Mm-hmm. And the two kids are 22 and 24. That's the future right there. I just think Nat's not quick enough. That- so you sell Nat all day. But then the flip side, you can, you can definitely see, Dan, you can, you, can de- you can see Newcastle coming in. You could see... And already one club's come in with seven. Like, what do you think of that fifteen million pound asking price? Then do you think that's a fair price? Do you think Liverpool will be lucky to get that? Maybe meet in the middle somewhere. What are your thoughts? Because they are, we are, we are good sellers. We get lots of money for our players when we sell them. Yeah, I think we'd be lucky to get that if I'm brutally honest. And that's only because we all love him to pieces with what we've seen over the last few months. Um, and like I say, particularly the back half of last season. But prior to that. He was playing Bundesliga 2 for Stuttgart and wasn't really pulling up trees out there. Obviously, he came back and played in that derby for us in the cup and we thought, okay, he did all right. Then he disappears again. So we all love him to pieces. So we think 15 million is about right. I think, like you touched upon there, we'd have to be good sellers to get 15 million. I would put that in a similar sort of bracket to the 19 million for Dom Solanke. I think it'd be similar, and no disrespect to Phillips, I've got to say that time and time again, but I think getting 15 for him will be similar to that deal. 
Hey, by the way, Solanke started to prove that that wasn't the worst deal in the world, by the way. Yeah. He's on like 1920. At a different level, of course. But but yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but he's doing his job and getting Yeah, yeah I agree with but that. Phillips, yeah. you could easily say a situation where we go 11 million up front and 4 million in add ons if we stay up and if we stay up next year. Like, that, it's easily doable, isn't it? You know, when yeah. you do that top end figure. Yeah, just absolutely, mate, absolutely. Going back to the, the point we made there, but remember, Sai Hughes' art, what Liverpool might potentially get investigated. I'm going to bring something up on the screen now from Standard Sport, who say the EFL would not investigate Liverpool after the postponement of their game against Arsenal was put down to false COVID positives. Clubs around the league were reportedly unhappy with the Reds being granted <laughs> the postponement, but there's no investigation. It, it won't even be looked at Liverpool. If, if it was a if it was a blag, it was the best blag of all time. My guess is it wasn't, but at least there's there's one less thing to have to worry about. Sam, we're not the, we're not gonna have the authorities breathing down our neck again. It was sensible, wasn't it? It was good journalism, to be fair. You know, on point at the right time. And uh, but yeah, I just I just can just see now all the piss boiling flowing down. Well, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring them up, I'm not gonna bring them up on screen. But if you have got scroll down on that tweet, there's a lot a lot of piss being boiled down. As you can oh, imagine, yeah. this is not. Got, there's a lot of people with AFC and their usernames there who are not <laughs> happy with this one. Liverpool oh. have a, a sensible decision. There's no way Liverpool just... I mean, again, it's just conspiracy theory. There's no way. There's, it makes me laugh. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah Martinelli123 won't be happy on Twitter. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the untouchables, isn't it? That's all you've got to say to oh. that. Like, come get near us. But, no, it, it's, it's common sense, like you say. We've seen this sort of thing time and time again. You brought up the rugby situation before. That's just the world we're living in now. These things happen. And I agree with Sam in terms of, I think Klopp was a little bit too honest, if I'm, if I'm honest, because I think it would have been best left unsaid. But, yeah, all, all done now and we can crack on. No, I, I tend to agree. So, yeah, good news. But we're, we're, we've got off with it scoff-free. <laughs> <laughs> Our cunning ruse. Those pesky kids. Yeah, yeah. we've got, we got away with it as well. That's what yeah. I was not thinking. Dan, thanks very much for coming in. Sam, thank you very much as well. Keep an eye out on the YouTube channel, guys, because Sam's tagging out. Jay Pearson, I think, is going to be tagging in. Well, that, that's the plan anyway, um, to do a build-up show for the Arsenal game. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out on the channel for that. If you want more Redmen goodness in your life, like I said earlier, do go on over to redmentv.com. Check out Redmen Plus. There's tons of stuff on there that is great already. Chris's chat last week with Cyber Undersh all about strength and conditioning. I learned a lot from it. Was an, it was really, yeah, really awesome. good. We've got tons. We've got more stat shows coming. This. We've got absolutely tons. Transfers, news, everything you need about Liverpool. We've got you covered over there. So do consider checking that out. Like I say, until then, though, I will see you all soon. Ta-da.